Hello and good day to all you fine folks out there in podcast land. This is episode number eight of the Tesla Q podcast. The day is Sunday, January 13th, 2019. And the Tesla Q podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended for and should not be used as financial investment or trading advice. Research associated with fiscal decisions should be conducted elsewhere. The host of the show possesses no licenses or credentials to warrant accepting advice on what is heard on this podcast. Additionally, even though the host and guests may hold positions in companies discussed on the show, they don't have insights into the next time step of the, quote, simulation. Therefore, do not make any financial decisions based on the contents of this podcast. You really shouldn't be making decisions based on podcasts anyway. And with those pleasantries out of the way, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get into the meat of the podcast. Over the weekend, there's been some developments in the land of the Tesla Q podcast. There was uh, a few suggestions that I've received over the, the past few days. One included uh, a warning against being maybe a little too conciliatory and friendly to the pro-Tesla side of things. So while that's been a goal from the beginning to, to remain respectful and avoid any potential defamation lawsuits from Elon Musk or Tesla and while I am open to having pro-Tesla guests in the future, this podcast is primarily focused on the Tesla Q side of things, so it will have a bias. And if someone is extremely pro-Tesla or pro-Elon Musk, someone who might be, be able to be considered quote-unquote a fanboy, and they listen to this show and they don't feel at least a little bit of cognitive dissonance, then I am failing as the host and founder of this podcast. And a few production items uh, regarding the podcast. In the near future, the production quality will be ramping upward. Uh, interviews will soon be a possibility. Uh, you may have, may have noticed on Twitter over the weekend that Tesla Charts has agreed to be a guest, assuming I can get to 1,000 Twitter followers. Since that time, well over 300, maybe approaching 400 new folks have started to follow the podcast account on Twitter. Uh, there were over 300 within the first 16 hours after Tesla Charts made that announcement when I made this note earlier. Uh, one item that Tesla Q is currently watching, there is a boat that apparently has some Model 3s aboard. It looks to be headed toward Balboa, Panama, which is an entry point into the Panama Canal. So there's a, the possibility that the boat will then go through the Panama Canal and go to Europe. Or there's also a possibility because it's a, I believe that the, the shipping company normally ships Kias and Hyundais from Korea. There's the possibility that it may just be stopping in Balboa to offload some, uh, some inventory of Kias and Hyundais and then maybe taking the Teslas back across the Pacific over to a port in China or some such. So that's, that's something that Tesla Q is watching closely. Uh, with homologation still not being confirmed, I'm not sure if it's a, a good idea for Tesla to be sending Model 3s to Europe, depending on the amount of rework that might have to be done based on the final homologation decisions, but something that Tesla Q Twitter is watching and that will certainly come up again over the next few days or week or weeks as it takes quite a while to ship things. One item that I failed to mention on episode seven recorded Friday night is that during the time period that Elon Musk was in China, 
and from and in route from China to Europe, uh, there was a flight of Antonio Gracias's jet to the Southern California area, I believe the LA area. And ironically enough, there was a jet from Alvarez and Marsal, which is a, a law firm that specializes in reorganizations of businesses and such that happened to be in the Los Angeles area at the same time as Antonio Gracias. And then uh, both Antonio Gracias's jet and the Alvarez and Marsal jet went to the Oakland airport, I believe, which is in the San Francisco Bay area, which is where uh, the Fremont factory is located. It's, uh, I think, a little bit east of the main Bay area. And the Tesla headquarters, the corporate headquarters, is in Palo Alto, if I'm not mistaken, which is also in the Bay area. So the fact that those those private jet trips were to the same locations while Elon Musk was in either Europe or China. And then with the news that there were SpaceX layoffs as of Friday evening, um, there may be there may be a connection between those jets locations. Uh, there may not be, but it's something to keep in mind. Perhaps the uh, visit in Los Angeles was regarding SpaceX particularly, and the possible visit in the Bay Area may have been related directly to Tesla. I should note here, and if, if you don't have it immediately in mind, that Antonio Gracias is a member of the board of directors of both Tesla and SpaceX. And uh, for a little bit more information on this, you could search on the Machine Planet timeline. Uh, it's Twitter handle is Paul and then some numbers. I don't have the numbers memorized, but he's the, the, the primary shorty Air Force captain or general, if you will, on Twitter. He's also started providing some of the, the good coverage of this shipment by sea. So I guess he's part of the shorty Coast Guard as well. As that's a, a new and developing story, I don't really have any insights into it yet and don't have anything to say about it. So with that, I'm going to move along to a very important part of the overall Tesla Q thesis or theory. Uh, some people would maybe consider this to be a tinfoil type theory, but if you look at the actual numbers, it makes sense if you think through them. Uh, and that's Elon Musk's personal margin levels with his pledged Tesla shares. Uh, there's a uh, an Excel table, basically, that's been put together by EV Defender on Twitter that estimates the percentage of Elon Musk's holdings that have been pledged, and it includes various share price levels that could be triggered based on covenants in prior Tesla filings. Um, I'm going to pull that up and look at it and, and just read a few of the levels to you to help you get a better idea for those. My my personal opinion is that this uh, the personal loans and Elon's margin on his Tesla holdings could very well be a big part of uh, the statement he made regarding Tesla being single digit weeks from death uh, earlier in 2018. I believe he made those statements in December at some point. I forget the exact timing. But I do think that is maybe one of the more true statements that Elon made in the year 2018. Uh, another one of the statements that I think was probably one of the more true, true statements that he made was that if Tesla made the $35,000 Model 3, 
that they could not do so profitably and would die. Uh, I believe that was made around the, the middle of 2018, maybe in the summertime or late spring. And of course he had his April Fool's joke where he posted the picture of himself that said bankrupt, uh, which has been used as the name of at least one Model 3 that I've noted on Twitter. Apparently it's customary to name your Tesla if you're to be a proper Tesla owner. Jumping in here with a quick aside, uh, apparently I'm now within 225 followers of the 1000 mark on Twitter, thanks to bag holder quotes, apparently hoping to hear a Tesla Charts interview on a, an upcoming podcast. So thank you to all the new followers out there. I will continue to try to do this podcast subject justice. And back to Elon Musk's personal margin levels of his pledged Tesla shares. Uh, to start with, I'm going to list out the capital outlays that Elon Musk made in the year 2018. Uh, first of all, there was a $100 million outlay that went as an investment to SpaceX that was included on an SEC Form D on April 5th, 2018. He, pl he uh, provided $101,250,000 to the Boring Company on April 6th, also on an SEC Form D, so that was the very next day. He bought just under $10 million worth of Tesla shares in the open market on May the 7th, 2018. Again, on the open market on June 12th, he bought over 20, just over $25 million worth of Tesla shares on the open market. On October 16th, he paid a $20 million SEC fine. On October the 29th, he purchased just under $10 million of Tesla shares on the open market, and that was on a, in a Form 4. Uh, the SEC fine was not on an official SEC form, but was reported all over the news and was clearly part of the the very public settlement of the case associated with the August 7th $420 share price take private uh, funding secured tweet that Elon made. On November the 8th, 2018, Elon purchased just under $20 million of Tesla stock. Uh, that was not an open market transaction. It was essentially a reimbursement for the SEC fine that was paid directly by Tesla, the company. Uh, and that was reported on a Form D. And there's the possibility that he uh, may have been involved in the latest SpaceX raise, which was uh, reported on an SEC Form D as of 12 21, 2018. Uh, that That is not known at this time, so including zero dollars for that latest SpaceX raise, the amount of, of money that Elon Musk spent in 2018 is a minimum of $286,331,000, and that's, uh, that's investments into SpaceX, the boring company, and purchase of Tesla shares, and paying a fine to the SEC. Uh, that's over a quarter billion dollars, which is obviously a lot of money. And a big thanks to EV Defender for laying that out in a nice clear table and putting it on Twitter. Uh, as I record here, I'm actually just going to simply hit the retweet button on the tweet there. Uh, so anybody can, can find it from my timeline if they aren't already following EV Defender. 
And with that, I'm going to move along to the reply tweet to the one that I just hit the retweet button for, which goes into detail about Elon Musk's pledged Tesla shares and the levels at which he might get a margin call, which of course was also provided by EV Defender on Twitter, who previously ran the I am Hubris account, which was banned from Twitter shortly after asking if Elon Musk had had any plans to sell Tesla shares to help fund the boring company or SpaceX as a, and that question was asked on, I believe, December 19th, 2018, which was the day after the boring company reveal, if you recall from the timeline. So looking at this, uh, this chart, there are 171,733,000 total Tesla shares outstanding. Elon Musk, owns 33,824,000 something of those shares. So he holds 19.8% of the outstanding Tesla shares. And the approximation is that he's pledged 13,775,000 of his Tesla shares, which is approximately 40.8% of his holdings. So 8.1% of all of Tesla's shares have been loaned out by Elon Musk as and, and are collateral for personal loans that he's used either to fund his lifestyle or his investments in his other companies, SpaceX, The Boring Company, Neuralink, and I'm not sure if he has any other side projects going on, but he might. So the, the total combined value of those loans is somewhere in the 850 to $950 million range. Uh, and to be honest, I'm not sure if that has been updated based on the 2018 outlays of cash that Elon Musk has needed to use. Uh, as a reference point, the closing share price of Tesla Friday, I think, was about $347 per share. And at the bottom of this chart is a portion that's directly from a Tesla filing, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'll just read it. It says, Elon Musk has pledged shares of our common stock to secure certain bank borrowings. If Mr. Musk were forced to sell these shares pursuant to a margin call that he could not avoid or satisfy, such sales could cause our stock price to decline. So this is from the perspective of Tesla, as it's in a Tesla filing. Uh, and it goes on. Certain banking institutions have made extensions of credit to Elon Musk, our chief executive officer, a portion of which was used to purchase shares of common stock in certain of our public offerings and private placements at the same prices offered to third-party participants in such offerings and placements. We are not a party to these loans, which are partially secured by pledges of a portion of the Tesla common stock currently owned by Mr. Musk. If the price of our common stock were to decline substantially and Mr. Musk were unable to avoid or satisfy a margin call with respect to his pledged shares, Mr. Musk may be forced by one or more of the banking institutions to sell shares of Tesla common stock in order to remain within the margin limitations imposed under the terms of his loans. Any such sales could cause the price of our common stock to decline further. And for this part, I'll apologize. Uh, the acronym LTV, I'm not certain exactly what that stands for, but looking at the chart, there's a range from 246.82 to 275. 86 and that's an estimate of the share price range that would constitute uh 25 percent of the value of his ple pledged shares so the 13 million 775 thousand pledged share approximation 
if you multiply that times those share prices and then take 25% of that, that's that would equal the estimated loan value of 850 to $950 million. So at that point, 25% of the value of his pledged shares would be equal to his total loan amount. If you take 25% of the total value of all of his shares, uh, if the share price was in the range from $100.52 per share to $112.34 per share, then 25% of the value of all of his shares would be enough to cover his, his loans to date. Uh, if you assume that all of his pledged shares had to be liquidated to meet a margin call, that would be in the range from 6171 to 6897. And if you assumed that the lenders needed to sell all of Elon Musk's shares to cover the loans, the share price would be in the 2513 to 2809 range. And as a reference point, if you normalize Tesla's share price on a price to sales ratio to what Toyota's is, that would be a share price of about 6535. And prior to the quarter three earnings release, uh, $250 share price was approached. So that was like, that was possibly approaching the margin level that would be considered safe by the institutions that have loaned Elon Musk the money. If I'm not mistaken, the two primary institutions that have made these personal loans to Elon Musk are Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley, so GS and MS. And if you'll note on the timeline posted by EV Defender, both of those entities reiterated price targets on Tesla in the time period, right around the same time period as the Boring Company reveal, the Wall Street Journal article about the use of SpaceX resources for Boring Company activities and the subsequent retroactive granting of Boring Company equity to SpaceX, which was less than a month before these recent SpaceX 10% layoffs, which occurred just two days ago on Friday, January 11th, 2019. And now I've got the timeline actually pulled up. So December 17th, which I believe was a Monday, is when that Wall Street Journal article came out. The very next morning, December 18th, at about 6, 6 a.m., little little after 6 a.m., is when those two price target updates came up. I believe they were in the low 200s. Like two, I think one of them was $225 a share, and I don't remember what the other one was. Uh, but keep those in mind and, and how close they are to different possible margin levels for Elon Musk. And the possibility, this this part is fully speculative and would definitely be considered tinfoily to a pro-Tesla bull or an Elon Musk quote-unquote fanboy. But there there's the possibility that those price targets coming out that very next morning were a direct warning to Elon Musk that he needs to get his act together and not misappropriate SpaceX resources to his other business ventures. But that is only a speculative theory and should absolutely not be taken as any kind of investment or trading advice. Uh, addi additionally, that same morning, the uh, Wall Street Journal article came out that uh, mentioned that SpaceX was trying to raise $500 million, which we've covered that that raise in reality to date has gotten $273 million, according to the SEC filings. Maybe they've gotten more since then, I don't know. Uh, another item is that they scrubbed a launch at 
9.39 a.m. that very morning, uh, SpaceX team called a hold due to an out-of-family reading on first-stage sensors. So it very likely could have been just a technical issue, but with the timing, one, one might start to wonder. Uh, and then that night at 11 p.m., December 18th, was the Boring Company product launch of the, the Bumpy Tunnel. Uh, two days later, December 20th, Antonio Gracias sold some shares. That's included on the timeline. I'm not sure it's material as it was part of a 10B51 plan. Although the shares that he sold that day could have given him some money to be able to be part of the raise that was the very next day, December 21st, of $273 million for SpaceX. But uh, that timeline is is ever evolving. Uh, there was some calls over the weekend to hopefully find someone in the Tesla Q universe who could help turn that timeline into an interactive feature. Uh, right now, it's just an image, and it's it's getting kind of wide, a little bit too much for one screen. So it would be nice to be able to scroll back and forth through it. Uh, I don't know if anybody in Tesla Q Twitter land has uh, the capabilities to make interactive graphics, but if so, this would be a very useful tool, I feel like. I know there's a lot of past events that will be good to add to the timeline as we move along, uh, particularly the Solar City acquisition, the Model 3 announcement, and when, and the timeline of when Model 3 deposits started being taken. Uh, numerous other things, uh, and graphing them along with the share price, I think gives a good picture for for what uh, some people would say Tesla's true product is, which is the, the shares of Tesla. Although they obviously do make real cars that do actually really work and apparently drive pretty well and have incredible acceleration thanks to the instant torque of electric motors, but as has been pointed out by many people on Twitter, those attributes are electric vehicle attributes. They are not specifically Tesla attributes. Therefore, the upcoming Audi e-tron, the Jaguar I-Pace, the Hyundai Kona, and several other upcoming vehicles should also have much better acceleration than most internal combustion engines. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, as I close this podcast, I'd just like to say again, don't take anything that's said on this podcast as investment or trading advice, uh, but do keep in mind the timeline of activities that are occurring with Tesla, with SpaceX, with the Boring Company. Uh, keep in mind the March convertibles that are coming up. Uh, there's, a, I think, a $920 million that's due uh, if the share price is above 359 and some change, there would be reason that the bondholders would accept shares for those because they could, if, if the share price was, say, $370 a share, there would be some margin there between the, the convertible price where they could make some profit by taking shares rather than taking cash. If the share price is below that level, it there would have to probably be some negotiation to, to induce the bondholders to take some combination of shares and cash. Uh, if it was below 
somewhere in the low 250s. Uh, Tesla would have to pay fully cash. I don't, I don't think there'd be any hope that they could induce bondholders to accept shares in lieu of cash. So that's on the horizon. Uh, got the boat headed to Panama and plane tracking, of course, as always from the Shorty Air Force. Shorty Ground Force is out checking inventory. Uh, keep up the good work. Keep checking Twitter. Uh, be on the lookout. Hopefully we will do our first interviews in the very near future and also have a little bit better production quality. So with that, bye-bye. This is episode eight of the Tesla Q podcast. Have a good one.